0: You're listening to The Circle and Rectangle Show, Australia's newest A-League and W-League based footballing podcast, hosted by two blokes with exceptional footballing knowledge, mediocre footballing ability, and zero podcasting experience.
1: So I went to two games this week. I mean, you did too,
0: you came with me, but that's the first time I've done that for a long time. Yeah, that was pretty impressive to see you twice on a weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah like as if we don't see enough of each other when we're doing this show and then interviews midweek. That's right. We got an interview this week.
0: We did have an interview this week. Um, Unfortunately, before he played over the weekend and then – doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The boost comes after he's appeared on the show, not after he's done an interview. Yeah,
1: he's – I mean, he had a pretty good game. I mean, he copped a little bit of flack from Jets fans. That's right. It's a Newcastle Jets player. <laughs> that was a weird grammatical. But uh, yeah, no, terrible. he had a he had a pretty good game in my eyes. I mean, I watched it. I thought he played really well. Copped a bit of shit from Jets fans, but I mean, they're just really in a bad situation right now. But next week's when he's going to get give the Jets the boost. Next week's yeah. when they need it as well. So, but no interview coming up later um, for you. You you've gone to a couple of games in a week, a few times. I went to three this week actually. Oh yeah, you got the yeah. You saw Nugget was the first one of us to go to an MP3. Game this season, yeah. so, so and we're doing it again
0: this week. Suck on that one, Jamie. You said it was going to be you, but no, it was me. I mean, I work
1: night shift, so it's hard. It
0: sounds like that sounds like honestly a you problem, yes. But uh, yeah, yeah. Now we um went to our first actual just standalone W League game this weekend. Yep. We went to the uh, Wanderers versus Melbourne City at the lovely uh, probably Wonderland is what I'm going to call it out there. in um, it's uh, where is it?
1: Near Rudy Hill, the Wanderers Hill. Soccer Centre, yeah. Which was a beautiful facility. Oh, it's like I was out out.
0: Oh, yeah. And it was a good game. Great great crowd. Good yeah, game. It was really, really good. The uh, single lone stadium was packed out capacity. You could barely, yeah. barely room to breathe, which is a good thing in this kind of situation where we don't have COVID. But yeah. um, no, that was fun. That was fun to see a standalone W League game. And I thought, yeah, very good game. R- wonderful win for the Wanderers. Yep. And um, But yeah, then Friday night, got to go see an NPL game uh, at Marconi Stadium, the lovely Marconi Stadium, where we saw Marconi versus Sydney FC. Really good to see all 13 members of the Cove out there as well, creating zero atmosphere, but really lovely to see you guys show up. 13 Enjoyed more
1: that. than the RBB that showed up to you, the W you League shut game. Your just mouth.
0: You shut your mouth.
1: I know they've got issues with the club at the moment, but the W League, it would have been great to have that atmosphere there with the RBB, but it yeah, was I still
0: know. a good atmosphere. So. It was a good atmosphere, but yeah, I, th- I feel like yeah, the, the Cove do get around a little bit. They get around to the W League, they get around to the NPL. I, I know um, the RBB is... yeah little bit of going backwards and forth with the club and the RVE's treatment and blah blah blah. But look, my standpoint is just support the club. Yep. And Support the players. Yeah, support the players. They're the ones that need it. The W League, like that was a great game and really good atmosphere oh, yeah. for what there is. But can you imagine even even if 10 RBB members showed up with one drum, just started singing. Like, these girls deserve it. Oh, yeah.
1: They're a good team. They play really, really good football, actually. It was really entertaining to watch some good players. And it would have been great to have, you know, the RBB lead in that. Who do we sing for? We sing for Wanderers' chant from side to side of the stadium. But unfortunately, we didn't get it. But, yeah, credit to the Cove. I know they get out to a lot of games. They, uh, I mean, football fans. But, I mean, the RBB will be back at W League games. I've seen them there before. It's just, you know, it's issues with the club. But you're right. Players are bigger than the club. Like, get behind the players. They're, they don't make these decisions. I know they're not playing good in the men's team at the moment, so you might as well go to the W League team and see some good entertaining
0: football and some wins. Some wins and goals. Yeah. One of them, But there was. Why am I. Why am I. Why do I support this? Why do I give myself disappointment every year? Just be a full
1: time W League Wanderers member.
0: Well, I get in for free because I'm just a normal do... True. Wanderers member. <laughs> True. But
1: just go to their games. They won. Lena Karmas with a goal. Turn back the clock. It was great. Just gave away yeah. our, preview, our
0: review of the game, but that's all right. That's...
1: That's what you I are do. An idiot. You're I like to ruin dead, things.
0: You're a dead set clown. Oh yeah. How was anyway? How was your two days back at work? Exhausting,
1: man. They made me do so much. Like, I'm, I'm glad like I got four there? days off
0: after those two days because it was intense. Yeah, intense. How many? How many hours of football manager did you play?
1: Actually, not as much as you'd think. Um, they actually had me doing a lot of running. So. I think I sat down for an hour and a half each shift at the start where really I've got to go over paperwork, but then yeah, straight into it. So
0: not as I, I didn't play any. I was gonna say, not as much as you think. Would well, to be fair, you're at work, I would think that zero <laughs> football manager would be played.
1: Zero football manager was played. A lot of nine nine was watched, but
0: you you disgust <laughs> me
1: completely. <laughs> Anyway, should we uh, get into this week's action?
0: We should, because I don't think that's... The the people aren't here to listen to us sound like two clowns. They're here to talk about the A-League, or not talk about, because that's our job. We're here to talk (laughs) about the A-League, and you're here to listen. Exactly. So, we'll get into our first segment, which is...
2: The results
0: are in. I still love listening to that. Yes, that's right. The results are in. Again, you wouldn't believe it. They're in every week. Shocking, I know. But Jamie, please start us off. So this week,
1: Friday night, over in Perth. Good to see Perth finally back at home. Love the shed and their 1990s English chance. Perth 3, Brisbane 1. Castro dominated this game. He is the sole reason why Perth destroyed Brisbane. Um, actually, really entertaining game. Um, end-to-end stuff seems a bit hot over there and a bit muggy. Brisbane might have struggled a little bit with it, but just a really entertaining game. Brisbane kind of getting their wings clipped. They've... Been on a pretty good season, but this wasn't. This was a really rough result for them to take.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, and I think yeah, Perth had gone on a pretty much. I think a goal scoring record. I think it was eighteen goals in their previous six games, which is yep. really, that's a high score. That's a lot of goals. That is a lot of goals. It's been a very high scoring A leg, but mm-hmm. I think we kind of forget how good Castro has been for yep. Perth Glory. He hasn't. He has. He's played all right, but yeah, he, it's some it, games like this. He just stands up and just really shows off his class again. And it was, I I just enjoy watching it. I think the fact that
1: he's over in Perth and most of the other teams on the East Coast, he kind of gets forgotten. But with his consistency over the years, you'd put him up in that tier with, along with like Milos Ninkovic. Like he is a very good 100%, footballer. 100%. So. But I mean, he plays for Perth. And over here, we don't really think of Perth too much. They're a little bit out of the, out of the eyesight. But he's a very good player, and he really showed it. And the best thing was his celebration with his goal with his left foot. He sort of just pointed at it like, "Hey, I don't score with this. What's going on? This is for standing." It was good to see, but like just and Perth getting the win in front of a really good, really good-looking crowd in a really noisy shed. They do have the advantage of that little like shelter that they have over the top of them, which echoes a lot. But hey, no, nobody likes hearing the fans cheer, "You fat bastard! You fat bastard! Your shit!" Every goal kick for 90 minutes. It's just, it's just one about
0: the clock. You fat bastard. Yep, I hear that you wouldn't believe, and I hear that a lot, and it's generally my mother saying it, um,
1: <laughs> or your brother, or your dad, or our
0: team—you know, <laughs> anyone that cares about me. Ha <laughs> <Yeah>. ha! <laughs> Jokes on you. There is none of that. But um, we move on to the next game, please.
1: Yeah, so next game was the only one on the Saturday night, which saw your Western Sydney Wanderers go down three-two to Adelaide United. Kind uh, of good. Uh, Craig Goodman, sorry, didn't waste too much time getting into the A-League action, scoring after two minutes.
0: No, he didn't. A loss to the Wanderers to what I like to call Adam Fielding United.
1: <laughs> yeah, um I mean at least they earned this one. Like they they great yeah, goal no, from... I'll, I'll I'll cop that they did. And I think the commentators gave Wanderers the curse for that first goal because they talked about the set piece woes that Wanderers have had with conceding goals. And immediately, the ball rejects to Conor Goodwin, and he just... Craig Goodwin, fuck, I don't know where Conor Goodwin's coming from. And he belted it into the corner. And then, not long after that, Ben O'Halloran, with a beautiful turn and move in the box, between two Wanderers defenders, I don't know what was going on there, and a beautiful layback to Stephen Mork to score in his 100th game for Adelaide. So, just shambles defending for the Wanderers, the team that was so... Solid at the back, you know. Don't con- don't concede goals in general play. Just such a weak piece of defending to let Connor uh, to let Ben Halloran go through and Craig Goodwin. Um, can you Stephen Walk scores
0: the goal? Can you get Connor off your mind? <laughs> I have no idea where Connor's coming from. Fuck! I, I know exactly where Connor's coming from. Connor, you dead set clown. But <laughs> <laughs> not everyone's a Connor. Yeah, no, he's a Craig Goodwin,
1: and it wasn't him that scored. It was Stephen Walk. Congratulations on hundred games and a beautiful goal. Um, he liked my comment on Instagram about the setup. So
0: yeah, no, it was appreciate good. that. But um, yeah, a bit of a defensive woe. Yeah, the Wanderers were just so consistent in that backline and so basically confident in the fact that they weren't going to concede goals. And I think now we've conceded what five goals from open play in the last three games.
1: It was five goals in two games this weekend. You conceded not from yeah, open one, play, but one, just was in
0: a, one was a penalty. Quite ah, true.
1: Beautifully taken penalty. We'll get into that later.
0: No, no, no. We won't. We won't talk about that at all. We'll, we'll, su- later on. we'll sweep that <laughs> under the rug, and we'll move on to the second game on Saturday.
1: Well, I wanted to just touch on the combination between Wilmering and Kamau for that goal for the Wanderers, but you know, Kamau still starts on the bench. I will allow. I will allow that. That talk, please continue. It was a beautiful setup again from Wilmery. We saw it live in the flesh at Wood Stadium last week, and he did it again to Bruce out so that was good. um Stefan Mork is on one this season. Like, take away the soft penalties that he won against the Mariners. He is having a hell of a good season. He's just one of the best footballers going around this year. Right up there with Diamante, but just not that good. But we'll move on from your little sadness for the Western Sydney Wanderers. This was the game of the round Melbourne victory, Western United victory scored first. West United come back with three of their own to be leading three-one, and just when you think they're cruising, a red card to Western United, which absolutely should not have been a red card. The referee should <laughs> hang his in shame. But... Puns.
0: They were cruising. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Pandemonium.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, then the victory sort of come back, make it three-all. Just just an amazing game. And just as Grant Brebner is starting to think, hey, we're starting to turn this around. We've come back from being down. We're back on. We're going to get a point here. We might get a win because we've got enough players. Right at the death in the 94th minute, and 56 seconds, I believe it was, Sanchez scores his second goal of the game to bury Melbourne victory and cause Mark Rudin to get a yellow card because of the celebration. If you weren't watching this game, and Nugget, I know you weren't, um, my
0: God, what are don't Don't, don't. Don't throw me under the bus. I saw the last five minutes. Thank you. Yeah, you saw the good part. Like I, go- not I saw the, the good part. part like- I got home in time for that. But um, look, I just love the passion. It, it the was final, such a game. <laughs> the, the hog pile to celebrate a win oh, yeah. with your coach on top of it. That's,
1: that's what dreams are made of. We haven't seen that for a long time, but it was so good to see. And just it just the emotion of the fans, they, like Sanchez ran straight towards whatever West United fan base is called to celebrate. You can see the disappointment on the Melbourne Victory players' face as soon as it went in. The goalkeeper... Um, who's actually had a pretty good season. You know, he's filling in for Lawrence Thomas. It's a, it's a hard... They're hard shoes to fill, but you just see how dejected he was as he sort of looked at the net and looked at um, Sanchez goals to celebrate. You can see his heart had broken. You could almost, you know, as Ralph Wiggum, as um, Bart Simpson would say, you could pinpoint the point where his heart broke. But, um, man, this game was unbelievable. Best up, Richard, with two more goals. Just a, a red card that really shouldn't have been a red card, but, you know, just an amazing game. If you everything. haven't seen it, check it out.
0: It had everything. It had oh, goals. Yeah. It had controversy. It had a last-minute winner. Yep. It had a hog pile. It had people screaming. This this game is how you get fans into football. Just yeah. play this game. Like Why can't everyone just do this every week? That's, I'll tell well, you why. Because my heart can't take it. West United did do it often, but
1: <laughs> they have had some high-scoring games. So credit to them. And I think they play the Wanderers next week. So good luck with that. Um, <laughs> can't wait to get thumped 5-0. But moving on from that game and what a game it was. The next game was the game we went to on Sunday, which was Sydney FC against MacArthur FC out at the sweltering hot Nestrada Jubilee Stadium, which saw Macarthur come up 1-0 winners over Sydney FC, returning that derby deficit. Although the Sydney FC fans we were with rather cockily said, ah, oh, we're still winning on our grid. It's not the Champions League, mate. You're lost. It's 1-1. Man, susaeta, What...
0: What the hell,
1: man? That was amazing.
0: Like, Stop, Susayada. These men have families. Yeah. You can't do them like that. He straight up embarrassed
1: everyone on that Sydney FC sort of right-hand side from, I think it was the striker, um, blanking on his name, Wood. He destroyed him in the corner and then ducked it over some, another player. And then, oh, it was just unbelievable. Oh, Darby, she had to stick a foot out. Like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that credit goes all the way to Sissiata for the, oh. the assist. I know Derbyshire's still top of the leaderboard with the golden yep. boot, but Sisa, the I think my favourite part about that is even watching the replays and um, with the, like, the crowd were there, don't get me wrong, and the Cove was singing a lot during the time, yep. but all you can hear is, um, I think, redman yelling out, no foul, no foul, he's going nowhere, <laughs> and you wouldn't believe it, Redmayne, he's running at you past three defenders. But
1: credit to Redman after the goal went and he did pat him on the back as he was hunched over with like exhausted because of the running and the skill that he just put off but he didn't only do it that time he did it a couple of times in that game which was equally impressive actually should have had a goal himself but completely fluffed his lines on the shot with his left foot i mean we were on the perfect angle for it and we thought oh here we go here terrible shot but he he had he had himself a game but you know another man milos ninkovic just as I'm starting to think, Diamante's coming for him. Susayeta's here now. Castro's been here. He himself had an amazing game with so many good dribbles through the middle that they just could not stop him. Susayeta, for one, tried to foul him and couldn't even
0: get him down. I honestly couldn't believe the amount of chances Sydney FC had in the first half. Yeah, And this is this is Sydney FC. They are generally very, very clinical when oh, it yeah. comes to finishing goals. And I think they had four or five... They hit the, they hit the crossbar and the post, yep. respectively, in the first half. I think they had about four or five... Th- balls through the back line because they've got the they've got the pace up front where um Macarthur have the height in defense yeah. you're not going to whip and win many crosses when you whip them in but if you get them through the through the back line which they were doing successfully I just couldn't believe they didn't score that was
1: the craziest thing but in the sec- the first half they dominated the game with their three balls to Costa Barbarouss who was just getting in behind should have scored two Paolo Retre should have scored one he's the one who hit the crossbar Ninkovic must have been thinking what the fuck is the point like I might as well just shoot from 40 yards out what's the worst that can happen but then in the second half you're right they just went to oh let's just get a wide cross into the middle Let's see if Costa Barba could can win a header against six foot six Jovanovic or you know Sushnia <laughs> who's six foot seven Shushnia, yeah like you just I don't understand they, had, why they had Anthony
0: Golak who's six foot four playing left back like this has got to be the tallest backline in A League history and
1: he was where I actually thought the weak spot was going to be from McArthur. him on the left no, you know good. up against Costa Barba who's quick but yeah he had a great game so yeah. Credit to the the anti-Milicic coaching, but there is the controversial moment, which is absolutely not controversial at all. Palo red red card. The fans hated it at the ground. The boos were astounding, but man, that's a red card. Like,
0: plain as day. I don't think I've seen a clearer red card this year. Don't boo the refs when they make the
1: right decision because the Mariners fans will come for you. <laughs> they had the a reason to boo the ref. CNFC fans, you did not it. it was a dead set red card. Stupid decision. Why you would even do that in that sort of position when you are dominating a game? Like, It's just amazing. Like, I don't
0: know. Middle of the field. You're not going to win the possession there. He's trying to boot it long to no one. Yep. Just calm it down. Keep your feet down and just move on. Try to get really, your body in the way, but yeah. Really, really poor judgment there from Retro to see himself have a very early bath. But yeah, credit to McCarthy for holding on to the win. But yeah, Sydney, please you finish your chances. I I didn't know who to who to boo at. I was just angry all all day. I, I just think like goals I, sitting sitting in the sun didn't help. But yeah, I was just angry all day.
1: That was rough. Those beers definitely went down really good at halftime. They um, did. Credit to Adam Federici. He's probably been the signing of the season for MacArthur. And again, a couple of one-on-one stops against um, Costa Barbarouss. Not much he could have done about Palaretro's shot that cannoned off the crossbar. But he had another amazing game and he looks like he's one of the buyers of the season.
0: 100%. 100%. Federici has been outstanding and he will continue to be outstanding. Yep.
1: So moving on to the Sunday late game. saw the Newcastle Jets go down 2-0 to the Knicks. And what a lot of Jets fans are saying is the Jets' worst performance of the season. And that's saying a lot because they have played really good this year. But this loss was definitely a really poor performance. They really had nothing going forward. They didn't look creative at all. Knicks got lucky on the first goal with the deflection for ball to score. Second goal was just really poor marking, not really picking him up as he came through the middle. Just didn't even try to put a pressure on him. Jets fans were quite annoyed at the goalkeeper and next to time wasting, but I mean, come on, if... The Jets are up 1-0 or 2-0 in that situation. You're wasting time just as bad as that. So um, can't really complain about that. But, I mean, Knicks didn't play great, but they got the win, a much-needed win because, you know, this is going to be a long season for them. Take the wins when you can. The best thing I took out of this game was the commentators talking about why Rufik Tale, who wears a suit in 40-degree weather, was in his tracksuit, and it's because last time he wore it, they beat the Mariners, and fuck me dead. This time they wear it, and they beat the Jets. He wins when he wears the tracksuit. So, so we'll see him in a tracksuit this weekend at Wednesday. Tracksuit
0: manager, but um, yep. also full credit. It to sale the uh, Nick goalkeeper I thought he had a really good performance as well man the match um yeah 100% keeping a, another clean sheet against you you did say that um you said the jets really didn't have much going forward early on I thought they had a lot going forward they just they couldn't couldn't, couldn't finish the chances yeah, yeah. But, um, but it
1: wasn't like good plays. It was more just a lucky out ball that got Donovan in behind or Yule out wide where he could attack a player. It was no intricate passing through the middle where they got a good move on. It was just a good Conor O'Toole left back playing some really good balls to to Roy Donovan, who really should have scored that one-on-one after I think it was in like the seventh minute. But
0: Hang on. Hang on the real... Is his name actually Conor O'Toole or is he Craig it, Tool? It is 100% Conor O'Toole. It is 100% yeah. Conor O'Toole. But let's
1: just call him Craig O'Toole. <laughs>
0: Don't just call just for the crackle. show. Don't
1: disrespect the man. <laughs> but no, uh, he, he had some really good balls, but I mean, it's just one of those games. You're going to have a shit game where you gonna, nothing's going to go your way, and it happened for the Jets. Let's hope it doesn't, and Connor can carry that boost into next week's game for the Jets, and the show boost can continue. Still waiting for Michael Roos to get that boost, but...
0: And now you've just thrown out who we've talked to over the weekend. We had yet to name it, oh, but it will it? probably be in the intro. You're dead yeah. set for... <laughs> It's in the intro. I don't know why we keep trying to keep it a secret. Yeah, we are having Connor O'Toole on, so... We have spoken to Connor at all. Yes. Really really good young man to have on the show, but that comes later. We've still got one more A-League game to talk about, Jamie. Two more A-League games, actually. You're
1: forgetting the uh, early early game on the Tuesday night, which you'll love this result. Western Sydney Wanderers, nil, Melbourne City, two. McLaren, for the fifth time in his career, has scored two goals against the Wanderers. Um, and this game really took a toll on the RBB, the active support for the Wanderers. They are not impressed with... I mean
0: the way the direction the club's going basically. To be, to be fair, the 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 Adelaide game took their toll, um, and the uh, the City game is but where they made their stand.
1: This was bad. This was very little going forward and really poor at the back. Like that first goal to McLaren, really bad touch. Just yeah, McLaren to his credit, great finish. Beautiful strike, bottom, hard and low. Not much Gush could do. And then, obviously, the penalty. I don't know what you thought. I thought it was a handball. Um, Troisi was trying to say, yeah, it hit me under the arm. But in the video, you clearly see his arm sort of bounce. So, it's hit him somewhere if, a bit if, further.
0: No, no matter where it's... So, if your arm's away from the body, the armpit counts as a hand. So, yeah. um, I'm going to say it's a handball no matter what. Um well taken but, penalty, but... Very well taken penalty. Again, take nothing away from Jamie McLaren, But yeah, just a really disappointing outing for the Wanderers. I really want to see it turn around soon, but if I'm being honest, I don't think it's going to turn around quickly. As well. well,
1: they did talk about that they went on a five-game losing streak last season, and they are now two in a row. They have Western United this week, which is going to be a tough game. Could be another five-game losing streak coming up for
0: the Wanderers. Wait, no. Come on, let's, let's try and breed our own record. Let's go for six.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why, why just why just try to equal you bad records? No, go, just go break it, it. Beat it. <laughs> make make it records worth, are make, meant to be broken. Make it a worthwhile season. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh... Yeah, that's. I mean, I watched that game. I know your brother was there with your old man. I mean, your brother set it up from the start with that cryptic Instagram story about how, back for another unenjoyable night of football. Like, I mean, you deserve to lose when you put a post like that up.
0: Like, he posts every week. He always. the game hasn't even kicked off, and he's already disappointed. Yeah, because I mean, the food there's so expensive.
1: I mean, it's a big, fancy new stadium. I mean, someone's going to pay for it, and it's probably going to be him. But um, I mean, the first goal, my not much you can do there. The penalty, not much you can do there. So again, he's one of the better t- players in the the Wanderers team this year and he's just getting let down by his defense again but the lack of creativity going forward was a huge I don't know what Carl Robinson's going to do there like the pressure is now well and truly on Popovich has been sacked free agent now the pressure is on Car Robinson
0: the dream is there, but yeah, I think I mean, we were talking about this before the the podcast as well. Um, as I said, I I've, I have faith in Carl Robertson. I think he's a really good manager, but um, I think yeah, I made the point earlier. It's really good to be a defensive manager and not concede a lot of goals. When you're going to be that defensive minded, you're going to have the players behind you that can create on their own or use the ball playing fullbacks to create for you. And it's just not happening at the moment. Yeah, it could come. Don't get me wrong; it's probably they're probably something they're working on. But at the moment, I don't see it happening soon. And yeah, disappointing results now. I still back you, Carl. Love me.
1: (laughs) One of the few wanderers that's back in the coach at the moment. Um, The last game last night saw Central Coast Mariners go over to Perth and steal the three points with a 2-1 win. Horrible conditions. I think just as kickoff happened, it just started to piss down with rain. But um, Matt Simon getting the first goal from a set piece, getting put back into the box with a beautiful control. And then Urena getting his first goal for the Mariners with a great header from another set piece. Just blew Perth away. They started Castro on the bench. I mean, we talked about this with with Sydney FC the other week. Like, don't push your best player on the bench in I big mean, games look what he did on Friday night I know it's a short turnaround but he has so much quality why would you start him on the bench he's too good Mariners are the top of the table team you need your best team against him and I think that's what hurt him
0: I 100% agree a top of the table clash against a very good uh, Central Coast Mariners team coming up against a very high scoring Perth team yeah and um, Central Coast come away with the bickies to remain on top of the Bunnings A-League ladder yeah,
1: and it's just one of the notes I've got down here. Mariners are good. Like, this isn't just a splash of the pan start. Nope. Stat has got them playing really good. So this is good to see. And you, we were talking about it a bit with the Socceroos fixtures starting at the finals, how many Mariners are going to be over there. Like, this could be setting them up for a very unlikely title win. So have hope I didn't just jinx him, or maybe that was my plan. All probably long. did. You probably <laughs> did, you clan. So that was it for the A-League. Um, we're moving to the W-League now. I watched all of these games, including a one, which was a really awesome game, and we'll start with that one. Western Sydney Wanderers 1, Melbourne City nil. Just a hell of a good game to be at and probably to watch on TV because it was just end-to-end stuff. Great attacking movements from both teams, physical challenges, goalkeeping errors, which was heart-in-your-mouth stuff if you're a Wanderers fan, but just a really good game to be at.
0: Yeah, no, I think we, we spoke about it um, earlier on in the show. Yeah, we really enjoyed the atmosphere out there, and you do mention goalkeeping errors are very good um goal line clearance to save her blushes but yeah now is coming away with the one nil win and i, I think a well deserved one nil win if i, I do yep. say so myself and um it's good as I say, it's really good to see the w league I, I got free tickets because I'm a member but I couldn't believe the crowd so yeah. like it was it was a sellout and it's unbelievable to see and i oh, i hope it keeps happening it was it was good Um, well done to Blacktown Spartans to get behind them as well because it's pretty much the same complex but it's it's good to see for the W League and I hope it continues uh, for seasons to come.
1: And it was also good because a lot of the Melbourne City girls are from Sydney so their families were there, there was good support for both teams obviously dominated by the Wanderers but a great goal for the Wanderers in the end. The name of the girl who assisted it, who did all the hard work to get the ball down to that end is escaping me at the moment but it was a great fast run who sort of I thought miscued the cross but it went straight into Lena Carmis's feet and she just buried it to the back post in a well worked move but they it could have had so many more goals both teams could have scored multiple goals it just came down to a one-nil win but it was entertaining and i'm definitely going to go back and watch a wanderer's game wanderer's women's game because they're a really entertaining i might go to that w league derby because they're an entertaining team to watch P, very uh, good the, ne- the next one that night
0: was a fucking
1: absolute belter of a game so perth two
0: at home to sydney fc six Ah, um, sorry, I'm sorry, I misheard you. I thought you said it was a belter, but it was a belting.
1: Yeah, but it was also really entertaining. So it was 1-0 at half time, ended up 6-2. All of the goals were scored by four people, so four braces. <laughs> um, Lowry for Perth, Seamson for Sydney, Ibini for Sydney, and the last one escapes me.
0: I can't remember. But Don't you three... write this down in your notes?
1: I did, but I, did, I didn't write down goal scorers, so that's why it's escaping are, me. I'm quickly jumping set. onto my app right now. You are a clown. But it was a really good game to watch. Um, Claire Wheeler, the powerhouse through the middle, was the other one who got two goals. So,
0: How did you forget Claire Wheeler? I don't know. I don't
1: know. I was Disrespect. really trying to remember the Perth girls' name because there was only two goals, and I don't see Perth play much. So, And we've seen Samson score 1,000 goals. So she's having a hell of a season. But yeah, great game. Sydney FC really showed their dominance. Nat Tobin was the captain for the first time for Sydney. But... Perth goals, Hannah Lowry's goals were two really well-taken shots, which somehow didn't get any consideration in goal of the week. One of Ibeni's goals was goal of the week. I mean, it was a great turn, but wasn't a great finish. Remy Simpson's first goal was better. There were many, many goals in the W League this week that were better. But moving on to the next game, Newcastle at home at Newcastle's, no, yeah, Newcastle sports ground two. Uh, Went down 2-1 to Adelaide. The podcast girl, Duba. Gets another absolute screamer of a shot. Top bins. Um, Newcastle's keeper just missed it. Quelo just missed it, but, I mean, hell of a good strike. Uh, but that was equalized by um, Angela Simons. <laughs> Sorry, Gemma Simons. Um, crazy chip from the left-hand side of the 18-yard box. Just eyed it up, put it over the goalkeeper. I mean, she made a really good effort to try and save it, but that was just perfectly placed. Again, another goal that could be you know, goal of the week in the W League, but was overlooked. I don't know what the hell is going on there, who's picking it, but great strike to make it 1-0, but then Adelaide bring it back with a nice sort of a bouncing-around ball in the box and a beautifully taken finish to make it 2-1. That was all after 15 minutes. So I was sort of sitting in thinking, this is going to be great.
0: (laughs) It was the 11th minute, the 13th minute, and the 14th minute. Yeah, and then that was it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was thinking that this was, is going to be great. It's going to be like 5-4 or 6-5. 2-1. That's how it finished. <laughs> so, still a good game to watch. Well, still,
0: you know. Still ended after, after all the action happened, but that was all the action. That was the action, yeah. You
1: kind of expected more, but hey, good game. Newcastle are pretty much out of the finals contention now, which is crazy because they have a really good team, and that's just a disappointing season for them in general. But uh, last game of the season, Melbourne victory against Camden Canberra United, not Camden United. Last game of um, the season or the weekend? Weekend, sorry, weekend. Oh, I'm all over the shot now.
0: Oh my goodness, you're old.
1: <laughs> Realm Victory scored an amazing goal. Angela Beard sort of a cross turned shot from the left hand side, beat the keeper, in off the crossbar, and then into the net, so completely fooled the goalkeeper. Not much she could do anyway, but that made it one all, one nil after nine minutes, and then right at the end of the second half the first half, um flannery just all the speed in the world to to get ahead tucks it into the back posts and make it one all I mean, these two teams can play really entertaining football. They have the last couple of weeks. Canberra, a little bit less, but Rome and Victor have had some entertaining games. But it kind of seemed, between the two goals, it was a lot of just midfield passing and losing the ball and not a lot happening. And that's pretty much all the second half was. So, unfortunately, not the most entertaining game of the week. But, you know, still some pretty good goal. Like the Melbourne goal, Angela Beard's goal was great. Another one that probably should have been goal of the week. But, hey, whoever's picking these goals of the week really doesn't know what they're doing. So.
0: It's Stevie Wonder. I've just read it up. Stevie, oh, Stevie Wonder is picking goals course. for the week. So it's
1: a, yeah, it's a brow thing. Shout out to my friend Blind Mike. But um, yeah, that was a, it. Was a pretty good round of football, all in all. I mean, I, I, f- I thought it was a great round of football for the W League. Shit ton of goals. Like I mean, eight in one game helps. But
0: like... you 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 say you like football and you like goals, but I think it was a fantastic weekend for the W League, and um, we should ignore all of the A League action, especially those involving the Wanderers.
1: That oh, Adelaide game. Oh, it was a Wanderers game. Mm, okay. Melbourne City did. Oh, oh. (laughs) ah. Melbourne City are great to watch. I actually like that jersey they wore as well, the old throwback red and white jersey. I think that's pretty cool. That's good, but Wanderers were garbage. So, do you have the ladder in front of you? Because I don't have the ladder. I I
0: don't have the ladder in front of me. So, I think we should update everyone on that next week. But we should move on to what you have selected as Goal of the Week. Oh, my goodness!
1: Oh, my goodness! Since Nugget didn't watch too many games, it is on me to pick
0: Goal of the Week, and I've got to give it. I saw this one. Calm down. I saw this one.
1: Okay, he saw this one. Because Uh, he showed
0: it to me afterwards.
1: Goal of the week this week goes to Jacob Butterfield from Melbourne Victory for his amazing long-range effort against Western United, which I believe made it 3-2, so really gave him the hope. But it was just a sort of touchdown in front, look up, bang, goal, see you later. Beautifully taken shot. And when you look at it from behind, it just floats. It doesn't bend. It just floats up and over. So congratulations, Jacob Butterfield. You are our goal of the week. I know you're listening. But yeah, that's goal of the week.
0: That was was a very accurate um, description of goal of the week and a very good choice for goal of the week. But don't... Don't count out the other contenders that we had. We had Susaeta's assist yep. for Matt Davies' goal was fantastic. Chelsea Dorber again. Yep. Um, there was a, there was a lot of good goals scored this weekend, but I think yeah, Butterfield's yeah. just stood out for me. It's a good hit. Yeah,
1: beautifully taken shot,
0: and what it meant for
1: the game as well to bring yes. it back to three two. Correct. Like just end the balls on him, just to sort of look up from about twenty five yards out and just get ah fuck it, bang, top the yeah, say. So.
0: mate. When when you're down, you just got to try your try your luck, and uh, that's mate, it. Paid off, and it got them back into the game. And boy, was it entertaining after that!
1: Unfortunately, it didn't help them win the game.
0: No, it did not. <laughs> just hate to see it. Um, what do we get into now? It's my favorite time of the week. <laughs> Let me get up in my chair. Time to interview Connor O'Toole. Yep,
1: Connor, thanks for joining. Nah, just joking. <laughs> uh,
0: can't take this away. This is the only thing Jamie's really got going for him in his life at the moment. And I wrote down notes for it this week. It's, oh, this dear. isn't off the top of my head. So this
1: week, this is Jamie's spray.
0: It's time for Jamie's Spray.
1: And this week, we're talking diving, because a couple of the, incidents the this The Olympic weekend,
0: sport, the Olympics are coming up, it's a good time to talk about diving.
1: Well, two players in particular would be excellent in the diving in the Olympics, but uh, no, it's football diving... Uh, Brought into the world basically by
0: Neymar. Oh please, it's been around before Neymar, but he just he perfected the art of it. Yeah,
1: when he came into the league, into like European football and into the world stage, it it's just taken off. But this week, Robbie Cruz, he's the reason why Melbourne United went down for a red card. There is absolutely no reason why that needed to be a second yellow. And, you know, get the man sent off. There was no contact. There might have been the tiniest of touches of arms in the place of running, but Robbie Cruz just dropped the easiest I've seen up until the Wellington Phoenix versus Newcastle game when Louis Fenton, my favorite Knicks player, decided to just fall over his own legs. There was zero contact, which cost Connor Toole a yellow card, which ended up in a little bit of a scuffle near the halfway line where Louis Fenton dove again with the slightest of a touch. Louis Van Gaal would have been proud of the little fall that he made. It's just, it's fucking pathetic. I mean, we as Australians should not stand for this. If you're an Australian footballer football field. Granted, Louis Fenton, not an Australian, he's a Kiwi, but still, we are scarred by divers in the World Cup. Lucas Neal, that that cost Australia moving on in the 2006 World Cup. Should he have gone down... Wasn't, like, it wasn't suitable. a dive,
0: he'd, He he tactically fell over the man. Yeah,
1: yeah, but you know, we should hate diving in this country and to see Robbie Cruz, who for some reason people put up on this pedestal as a great Australian football who really hasn't amounted to much. I mean, he's gone to Europe, not done much, doesn't really do much for the Socceroos when he plays. It just drops at the at the tu- at the the slightest touch. It's not the first time he's done it this year, it just this was a big one because it put Western United after 60 minutes down to, down a man when they're up 3-1 and brought Melbourne Victory back into the game. Some would say, A-League memes would say, I would say, a lot of people were saying, that's karma for the dive. The, the fact that Western United got to win, but as Australians, we should be hating diving and seeing players like. If, if you're a Melbourne Victory fan and you see Robbie Cruz dive like that, you should be booing the shit out of him. Like, it's just a disgrace. We, it's something we can't stand for. I have Stefan Mork's name listed down here for a dive, but realistically, he's just making the most of contact, not really a dive. But Louis Fenton, Robbie Cruz, pull your fucking heads in. It's disgraceful to see you go down that soft. One to cause a red card. The other one, like he was laughing about it. Conor O'Toole had every right to get pissed off at Louis Fenton for laughing at him because it was a blatant dive. He's soft as butter. He's soft. He's soft as melted butter. Like he, oh, I this is fucking Neymar's fault. Fuck Neymar, and fuck PSG. That grub has brought diving into the world stage, and now Australian footballers feel like it's an okay thing to do. I'm telling you, if I'm playing Sunday League football and you dive in front of me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you one. I'll, like, give, I'll just give you a
0: reason to dive. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll give you a reason to dive, mate. Don't, don't just dive. I'll, I'll, I'll hack you. I don't give a shit. Like, fuck your little prissy little diving. Like, I've seen W League players play a thousand times harder than Louis Fenton, Robbie Cruz. Patty Cheryl Ambris, our favorite W League player, as hard as nails. I hope she gets to stud Robbie Cruz one day. It's just, ah, just fucking really gets gets up me that, you know, diving in Australian football, like Australian football is diving. I don't mind seeing someone come over, an international come over and dive, but, man, we should know better. It's scarred us in 06. It cost us a chance moving on against Italy, which we really should have moved on against. And now to see it starting to slowly spread into the game, like, fuck off with it. Get out of the game. We shouldn't be giving contracts to these players.
0: <sighs> and breathe. Um, I I I like tend to agree with that, and I think I think a lot of younger Australians are moving away from it. We saw Holman for Macarthur FC. Oh yeah, it uh, wasn't even a dive. He actually had full contact and still didn't go yep. down. So, um, and assisted, to, so. yeah, and still assisted a goal. So props to him for not doing what everyone else seems to be doing, and as soon as there's contact in the box going down, but...
1: I mean, you got to see the Louis Fenton one. It was even more egregious. It's just Robbie Cruz costed a yellow, a, a, a man on the field. Like, it, it led to a red card, which, if you're the referee, seriously, man, pull your fucking head in. Like, it, it's clearly a dive.
0: Like, what are you giving... Me? Robbie Cruz is a well-capped socceroo. Yeah, but he hasn't done much in the that jersey. It doesn't matter what he's done for... He's still... He's, that's why he's put on that pedestal. He's been part of the soccerers for years, and I... Oh, just stop, please. Robbie, you're old enough to know better. Should know
1: better. But anyway, that's that's my spray for this week and it was a good one. It was good. It felt good. I didn't deliver it as good as it was in my head, but
0: it never, it never is, Jamie. But it's really funny because um obviously we did mention that we had an interview with Conor O'Toole. We recorded that on Friday before yep. all this incident goes down. Yeah. So that's why if you when you listen to this interview, we mentioned none of it. No.
1: <laughs> and was it part of the reason why I went with diving this week? Yeah, yes. but there really wasn't any other other than that. The round was perfect, so it just that really pissed me off because I really thought West United were going to lose the game because of that dog act. So, but that ref should be reprimanded for that. He should have to explain why he decided to give that second yellow for such a blatant dive. But. In saying that, last night in the Wanderers game, Keanu Backus goes down in the box. Referee gives him a yellow card for simulation. Like, there are some good referees that see it out there, so... And yeah. I love Keanu Backus. I think he's been one of the better players
0: in the league this season, so... That is, the, I think, the second time a Wanderer has also been booked for simulation. The one, I, um, don't get me started on simulation. Here <laughs> we go, Nugget's scrape. <laughs> no, the one thing I blatantly hate is... I'll go back to round... There was two, two incidents in round one and two. One was and you wouldn't believe it, they're both former Nottingham players, so this is why I know about it, <laughs> Simon Cox and Matt Derbyshire, both running with the ball and dribbling into the box. They lose possession and go down. No one, n- Neither one of them has cl- claimed for a penalty. They've gotten up to walk away, and then they both got carded for simulation. Yeah, see, that's,
1: that's, that's not right. That's
0: not simulation. Simulation is blatantly going down without the contact and trying to earn a penalty. They yeah. both lost possession and just fell over their own feet, lost balance, and then moved on with their lives.
1: I mean, in saying that, counterbackers backus was the same. He didn't appeal for the penalty. No. He just went down and then got back up and was yellow-carded while he was getting up. So, I mean, at least he wasn't flailing around on the floor like Neymar would have been. Or like you Robbie mean, Cruz. All you the mean like Robbie Cruz did?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> did. Does. And will do
0: again. Diving, bad. Yep. Booking players for simulation, Good. Yep. Do it correctly. Yeah,
1: don't book a player for simulation when they weren't appealing. They just went down because you know, there was maybe some contact or they were
0: put off balance. You, like, you, yeah, you lose balance. You run yeah. it at full speed like it happens. They're not machines with the perfect center of gravity. They're never going to fall over.
1: Yeah, and they can't just disappear when someone takes the ball away from it. It's, but yeah, I'm glad I got that one out because diving's pissed me off for years now, since
0: 06 basically. Is it the reason why you have so many grey hairs, or is that because you're old? 50-50. Little Columet, little Columet. But enough <laughs> of dying, enough of grey hairs, we've moved on long enough, but yeah. now, I think it's a moment you've all been waiting for. We actually, I really enjoyed having this chat with Connor, I thought it was really fun. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit um, pressed for time, some may say, as one of us had to go to work.
1: I think we got everything in, but I think it was pretty cool, it was, it was
0: just shooting the shit with Connor O'Toole, really. Yeah, no, it was good. So now we'll move on. Connor O'Toole, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? I'm good, mate. Good. Thanks for coming on. Pretty on. good. Well um, yeah. I think we'll jump straight into it. Not a uh, relatively young footballer, still younger than me, so that's alright. Um but uh where did where did the footballing career start? Born in Sydney?
2: Born in yeah, born in Botany in 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 the sort of southeastern suburbs. Um my dad's my dad sort of got me started into sports in general. I think I started off with a rugby ball that quickly graduated to a, to a football, a proper ball. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think he, he's just sort of football mad. Um, he's Irish. He's, he grew up with the game, so I guess that's where it started.
0: That's where it started. And then, But mum's Japanese, and then that kind of brought into the fact that you went to high school at, don't go at me for butchering this, but it's Surutsu gakuen <laughs> High School in Tokyo? It was close-ish. <laughs>
2: oh, <yeah. laughs> it was Tsurutsu Gakuen.
0: Gaku yet, see. Um,
2: yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, that sort of came about a roundabout way. Um, we ran into uh, Jason Davidson through mutual friends at one stage, and he was attending that school at the time. So that sort of planted the seed like years and years before it, it, it ever occurred. But um, that's that's how I heard about that school, and it was sort of it was probably one of the best decisions I've made, footballing wise, even life wise, like in my in my in my life.
0: It's a Lovely country there in Japan and lovely people, but yeah, you did say it kind of planted the seed in the footballing journey as well. What were the uh, what were the coaches or senpais like at, at high school? Coaches at
2: the start, I thought they were a bit mental. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think they were all there to be honest. Um, like we had, we had we had we were doing things like just crazy amounts of running, crazy amounts of just training in general. Like in summer, we do probably two or three sessions per day, six days a week. So. Uh, <laughs> It's sort of like it shocked me at the start. I, I don't think I was mentally or physically ready for it, but um, you sort of learn that they all they all played at the top professional level, so they sort of knew what they had to do to become one. Mm. Um, but like by my by the end of my first year, I think uh, I had a good relationship with all my coaches, and um, I really enjoyed myself there.
1: Nice, nice. nice. You were part of the young soccer roost setup. Playing in the league now, you see the likes of yourself, um, alongside is in, Piscopo, Deng, Brima, Margouche. That must have been like a hell of a squad to just be a part of. Like with that type of quality when you see it now.
2: Yeah, like when you when you're in it, you're not really thinking about that. You're sort yeah. of like, Oh, I'm just like I'm happy to play for my country, like it's a it's a great opportunity in that sense. But then you take a step back and look at like some of the players that are there, it's like well, we've got a we've got a shot to sort of actually do something here, not just yeah. not just sort of coast along and play a couple of games, get a few results, but like we could actually maybe win something or maybe place at something. And obviously, I, I didn't play I didn't play at all actually. But the tournament in Thailand, um, where we qualified, that was like sort of a realization that we actually could do something.
1: Nice. Um, so, what was it like? like sort of as a squad being in Bahrain, Vietnam, countries like that, that are, I know Vietnam's an awesome country to visit. What was it like just being part of a squad in there and hanging out with the boys? Uh, Vietnam was muggy.
2: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, But like as a, as a place, it was sort of like hustle bustle. You got people sitting on the side of the road on little stools eating street food (laughs) and then someone's cutting hair in the corner of the street. It was sort of like stuff you'd never see here, but like it's a, it's a good eye opener. Um, so it made it made things interesting because you're there for two weeks and obviously you can't go out and do too much. You got your walks yeah. around the the town. So anything that sort of made it made it funny was 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 always welcomed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> made it a little bit different because um yeah, a few few episodes ago we actually had Michael Ruson from Macarthur FC and he pretty much almost said the same thing about his trip to Brazil with the under seventeens. But um so that was the international kind of aspect of it playing in obviously Vietnam in the AWF championship and then the AFC youth championship in Bahrain where we sadly got knocked out in the youth, uh, youth in the group stages. <laughs> normally, normally Jamie's the one with the stutter. Um, but yep. then we start, you start your career, um, you Y-League in Adelaide before signing that first contract at Brisbane. What was that like?
2: Um, that was sort of just a reintroduction into Australian football, really. I think at that, at that point, I'd sort of been gone for three years and... Probably kind of forgotten in Australia, <laughs> to, to put it bluntly. Um, so I guess it was just getting used to to living by myself. Um, just playing in Australia, really. It wasn't it wasn't the best experience personally, but
1: I think I gained a fair bit from it.
0: Yes. So, and then, um, yeah, sorry, go
1: Jamie. So yeah, from there, obviously, you go from the Y League to going up to Queensland. Still not Sydney yet to play for the Raw. Uh, What was it like making your debut in the A-League?
2: It was sort of surreal. Like, you you sort of imagine it, but you don't know how it actually feels to be on the pitch. Um, It was... uh, I don't know how to explain it, really. It was like... I felt comfortable, but, like, extremely nervous, um, which I don't usually feel, so that, that was also weird. But, like, once you get into the flow of the game, so you sort of forget what's going on around you, like, in terms of crowd. I think it was probably... Twenty thousand at that game, so it was, it was a fair. It was a fairly good atmosphere to be in front of, but like you sort of just zone in on the pitch, and yeah, once once I've it started, yeah, like it, I just felt at, not at home, but like just like I felt like I, I really I really enjoyed this. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've, I've often thought like you know when when it's all the talk, you know, we're talking about oh, debuting debuting, but once you get out there, you know what you got to do, and it's just block it out and play your game. That's the way. I mean, I've never done it, but I can only imagine that's how it would be. Yeah, well, I think.
2: <laughs> In the dressing room before, like usually, the the coach is going around telling people what to do. I think he just told me to just 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 play. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> there was no there was no instruction. It was just sort of just go out there and enjoy yourself. Like in, in that team, I think we had a lot of experience. Like, like yep. Jade North was playing, I've rung. Papadopoulos was playing, Matt Uh Brett Holman scored the equaliser. So. Um, there was plenty of people to sort of lean on if, if, yeah. if things got hard. Yeah, nice.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty experienced squad. But in uh, in Brisbane, you couldn't really lock down that first-team first, first spot. Is that kind of what motivated you to maybe go to Newcastle and try your, try your luck there?
2: Um, I think I had one and a half seasons where I sort of had that spot, but then injury and then the new coach coming in really just blew that out of the water. So, um, yeah, when January came last year, I was like, do I want to sort of stay here and maybe get an opportunity, or do I want to go somewhere and somewhere like Newcastle, which I only had one left back at the time, Bobby Burns, like sort of go there, similar age, similar style of play, and go there and just see what I could do? And then obviously it took me a couple of games to get sort of into the into the squad, but since then, obviously he's left. But since then, I, I've played 13, 14 games yeah. in a row, so like I'm I'm ecstatic with that.
1: So definitely an established player for the Jets. Um, so at the start of the season, what were what were the the, the squad sort of goals for the season? Like, was it just aiming for the playoffs, or was it yeah we're going to go on here and we're going to take it all? Um, Deansy's always been
2: sort of like not he doesn't look too far in the future. I think everyone says that, but they do. Yeah. But I think Deansy actually means it. Um, so he was always like, we get to a certain stage, and then it's the next week. Can we up it? Can we get to so say we're in six now? It's like this week, can we go into fifth? Can we go into nice. fourth? Like, there's no ceiling or there's no, there's no bottom, but obviously we don't want to get down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think his is just each week, can we improve where we are or that's sort of the base? But yeah, I think
0: nice.
2: every team is wanting top six, top four, top two. Yeah. Top
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> go, for go for the, the think... coveted toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah.
2: For us, I think top, top six is. is is doable. Um, I yeah. think, yeah, that's where we want to be, really.
0: Um, so Jamie's spoken a little bit about your goals this season, but what was what was the preseason like? As a uh, proud Wanderers fan, and probably the root cause of all the issues there, uh, what was that like? The turmoil with uh, <laughs> losing losing Cole. <Kyle? laughs>
2: it was sort of sort of shocking, really, because um, it's a, it's something that happens in Europe a lot. But you go Australia, hmm. is sort of like, find a stable with coaches. I mean, they might get sacked quick. <laughs> Yeah, 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 but exactly, they
0: don't really but, just jump ship. Know, no. <laughs> yeah, there's
2: no, there's no real poaching going on. Um, but I think I was actually when we got the news, was we sitting. We were, I was training with um, Rami Najarin just down nice. in, in the Esses. I was, we was like, and he he obviously just signed two or three days before because I think Carl was a big factor in that. And then we were just like shell shocked. It was yeah. didn't know what to do. But it was like football moves quick, so you got to sort of like forget about it. It wasn't like. He wasn't going to jump ship back to Newcastle, so we sort of, sort of like move on as quick as possible. That's it. Yeah, I think as players, the only thing we were worried about is who would come in next, and that that took a while. it? yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie; I, I put my hand up. Obviously, didn't get it, but you know,
0: <laughs> your resume was overlooked. Yeah, thank God.
1: But yeah, it was, it was.
2: Having no confirmed coach for a while was a bit unsettling. It was sort of. How are we going to play? What are we going to do? So I think that's that's why it took a, a while for us to get going. But as soon as like I think because as soon as we were settled, we were in the right frame of mind. There was no real issues there, and I think the way we're going now sort of shows that.
1: Yeah. So, so obviously you, you kind of touched on it there, but the squad's um, opinion of Dean Z getting the job full time is obviously a good one. He's been at the club for a long time. Um, yeah. He's had you guys playing pretty good. He probably deserves his shot now.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, he came in before Carl and he got a few results at that point. And he just creates a, a good environment within the team. So you're sort of always enjoying coming into training, whether it's, like, tactical day, which is not the most exciting thing, <laughs> or it's, like, a recovery. Like, it's you're just happy to be there because it's, it's it's a good environment. I think that's down to him and to the to this kind of squad we got, but... It's It's everyone's happy playing football at the moment under Deansy. So I don't see that, see that change at any time soon.
1: So I'm a Jets fan. Um, oh, good. The start of the season, you know, we went four losses in a row. I was at the Wanderers game with my co-host brother, at, actually. um, it What was the squad's mentality going in? Because it was four losses, but it wasn't like you played bad. You played really good football, probably deserved the win in a few of those games. The Mariners won, the Wanderers won, probably should have been a win. What was their mentality in that sort of run? Because obviously you've turned it around now.
2: Yeah. So the whole time during those those four game that four game sort of period where we weren't winning, it was never like we'd go into training and it never felt like we were a losing squad. I think
1: mm-hmm. we knew
2: that we, barring maybe the first half of the first game that we'd sort of outplayed everyone that we'd come against. So even even that Wanderers game, I think. There was a little spice in it because we want we really wanted to win, and I think yep. we should have. <laughs> um, yep. Or at least got, at least had a uh, uh, at least had a draw. Um, but like yeah, that's I think we just it was sort of we kept positive the whole time. There was no real panic. Like it's four four games, it wasn't there was 20 odd games left to go, so there was no yeah. real Yeah. You
0: can't really win the season in the first four games, it's a it's a long arduous journey. But yeah, uh, Jamie's right. You guys have have really turned the season around, and yeah, um, three clean sheets on the on the trot. It's got to be pleased with that, especially being a defender. Yeah, or so. midfielder.
2: Uh, definitely defender. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, exactly. Um, I think the the formation we play helps that we've always got sort of an extra man at the back. Um, but then you, the three the three centre backs are really rock solid defensively. I think yep. between them, they've probably got close to 700 game. Yeah. I don't know the exact mm-hmm. thing, but I'd say it'd be around that. So, um, yeah, I think throughout the squad, it's just a bunch of boys that aren't afraid to work either. So even Val and Roy at the top, they'd sort of start start our press and yeah, mm. help us defence. So it's like, it's a, it's a whole team effort really.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a good, good balance of youth and experience in that jet side. So yeah, it's good to see you guys up in the top six. I think we made the, uh, Made the statement on the last last week show that so out of the top six, five, all five New South Wales teams are in it, so it's really looking good for our football. Got to got to love where Melbourne's situated at the moment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I think I think Melbourne City will be will be right up there. Though I think yeah. with the squad they've got, they sort of they can't afford not to be. I think.
1: No, and no, Nabu's been out all season and he's back now, and you've seen what he did against Sydney FC, so he's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, exactly. So we've got the, the uh, not World Cup, the um, Olympics coming up uh, later on this year. You're in contention for the squad. What would it be like for you to go back to Japan to play in the Olympics?
2: Um, that was one of my big goals when I sort of left Japan. And I sort of s- dreamt it up in my head the whole time, like how cool it'd be to have like half the school there sort of yep. on the <laughs> sidelines. But um, it's uh, I think it's a lot... It's a lot harder to make that squad now than it was maybe a year ago. Um, I think there's so many new young players in the A League and even yeah. abroad now coming playing minutes, and then so I think, yeah, I think everyone in contention has a lot of work to do to get into the squad. I think, yeah. but with Arnie Arnie saying that the, he he doesn't want to take over age players, I guess that's a, a positive. Mm. Yeah, but um, I mean, you look at the squad, we don't need to.
1: Like, all the young yeah, boys yeah, under I mean, 23s are killing it, yeah, so.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think in my position, I've got Alex, Scourge back, um, Joel, New Belgium, Belgium See, so those, those, oh, those yeah. boys are all, like, top top left backs. Um, Joel's playing regularly. I think Alex is struggling a bit for minutes, but I think he's, he, he's always kept himself fit, so. Um, yeah, it'll be tough. It's an 18-man squad, so.
1: Yeah it's very yeah. very limited.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I can dream but um I, I, I'm realistic about it. I also, I, I want to make it but if it's it is difficult, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where passionately you want to do it, you want to you want to go to the Olympics, go back to where you went to high school, but in reality, yeah, it's a very very tough spot to nail down especially one like an outside position like yours. But um is it is there a kind of a dream to maybe go back and play in Japan as well in a senior level or currently enjoying yourself here in the um, A League
2: um bit of both um it's the sort of first time in 8 or so years that I've been in driving distance to Sydney mm. so i enjoying <laughs> the, in, enjoying that sort of aspect to to being in Newcastle but i think in terms of like the crowds in Japan the, the like the energy it has over there in the stadium yeah. i think that would be like uh, probably probably not right now during COVID, but um I think I think once that blows over, like the, the sort of passion the fans have over there and the, the way they get around the drums and the, the singing oh, the whole yeah. game. I think it would be sort of crazy to play in front of, like week in, week out. Yeah, the
1: active support over there is something else. I saw it when yeah. um Uwara came to Sydney for the Champions League and they bought like four and a half thousand fans. It was insane. Yeah. Like it was it was intimidating. I can only imagine how the players <laughs> on the pitch felt. Like <laughs> And yeah, I mean, yeah. it, you go. Go on, go on, go on. Uh, it, it's not like it. I mean, there's a few Australian coaches in line for jobs in, in the J League now. You've got Ange there, what well, was the defending champions. I know Muskett's heading over there. Um, You've also got Popovich, unfortunately, been released from his job. He's a chance to get over there. I know. So, you know, the more Australian coaches that go over there, the more chance Australian players are going to get. I know there are already a lot of Australian players there. So it is a pathway yeah. now for Australian footballers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Ange, Ange, winning, winning the comp. Made that a lot easier for Australian coaches. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think it's still sort of underestimated what he actually did.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. First Absolutely. season. Like.
2: Yeah. 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 It's a huge. Like, it's a twenty-team competition. It's not. Yep. Not twelve like the A League. And there's big,
1: big clubs with big budgets. Like, yeah, it's exactly. a lot different so, yeah. to the A League.
2: Yeah. So I think any, any Aussie doing well over there is a is a is a welcome welcome thing for me.
1: <laughs> Definitely. I mean, he's a world class coach anyway. Like. Yeah, Socceroos, Brisbane, Melbourne, he just wins trophies. So, what a surprise.
0: It's um, looking good as well. A few, yeah, as you said, a few good um, Australian players over, over there in Japan at the moment. Same with um, someone you played with, Thomas Deng, currently playing his trade over there. So, looking good for Australian football, nonetheless. But I think we've gone past all the footballing questions we kind of want to ask. More or less want to know about Connor O'Toole as a person. One uh-huh. stat I did Once that I did find out about Connor O'Toole, Um, sauce in the fridge. Please explain.
2: (laughs) How is this (laughs) got out already? (laughs) Explain the new castle (laughs) Um, You know when you keep, if you keep sauce in the cupboard, it gets that little sort of film of water on the top of it. I don't know know what it is.
0: We'll call it pre-sauce. It sort of
2: drips out when it comes out. I hate that. That's Uh, that's I mean...
1: Yeah. I don't have a lot of tomato sauce. It doesn't happen with barbecue sauce. That's all I know. So. But I, I get what you're saying with the tomato sauce. My roommates put it in the fridge. It's I don't know. It's just weird to me. so <laughs> no, it's, it's the right way to do it. But I agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so growing up, what was your favorite club to support?
2: Um, are we talking football or? Football? Yeah, just in. <laughs> <or> anything. <laughs> um, growing up, it was... Chelsea. Um yeah. that that time they had I was playing as a left winger and they had um Damien Duff on the left wing. Nope. Uh, yep. So the Irish connection and yep. all that sort of stuff, it, it it sort of that's why I was I had a Chelsea shirt, like a replica Chelsea shirt from Paddy's Markets with <laughs> Duff on the back. I wear that everywhere. Um, nice. <laughs> I think I've still got it. Um Yeah, that was that was my childhood. I'm sort of Gone away from that now to the, to, the, to the east side of London. I'm West Ham fan now. Oh, it's just that's my dad's team. So it's uh, like, okay. yeah, switched allegiances halfway through.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. It, it's been a lot about that.
1: <laughs> I'm a Sheffield United fan, so I can't talk. So i just. <laughs> Good um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if only COVID didn't hit her. <laughs> um, who was your footballing idol when you were growing up? Obviously, he kind of just mentioned it. So yeah,
2: um, yeah, it probably was Damien Duff. I think just pace. He just went at defenders. Sort of a crossing was Yeah, wicked left foot. Just no right yep. foot. Um, <laughs> just exactly sort of exactly like what I am now. Sort of <laughs> no right foot, or left foot. Try, try within full cr- crosses, but yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably Damien Duff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fair. He's a really good Irish footballer there, and um. But the real, the real big question, this is the one that everyone wants to know. So once, you're, once your career has come to the end in about 20, 30 years, you've won everything <laughs> you can for Australia. You've won us two Asia Cups. you won us a World Cup. Who plays Conor O'Toole in a Hollywood film?
1: In a Hollywood film? Oh, that's a hard one.
0: Yeah. Because I'm Jack Black every day of the week. He can play me. <laughs> no, I don't care, that, if, that, I don't care that, that, if he's 40 years older than me. That's the <laughs> I am. Could Tom Hardy
2: get himself into football shape, do you reckon?
0: Yep, absolutely. Okay. I mean, that let nice. I mean, can get himself into a leotard if he wanted. You nice. saw him in the warrior.
1: Yeah, that's nice.
0: That's, that's me
1: every day of the week, then.
0: And don't laugh at footballers playing
1: past fifty. Kazuyoshi Miura still doing it in J League 2, so or three yeah. now. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be I'll be played by Bradley Cooper. That's that's my go to. Yeah, he had a ma- he had a man bun once. once. Yeah. Yeah. It's the nose <laughs> as well, you know. It's... <laughs> um that's all that's all we had for you um we didn't want to waste too much of your time we don't want to be dragging players on for like 40 minute interviews and yeah we got i got to do all my questions so thanks for coming on man good luck on the weekend i will probably be there so all right so i'll be I, I have i have
0: one more question right. oh, okay as a as a as a person who enjoys most of japanese culture and by most of <laughs> i mean all of it can you just talk japanese to me
1: uh, what do you want me to say? What about the circling rectangle show in Japanese? Yeah,
2: that's not a bad one. Uh, <laughs> Shikaku no Naka ni uh, Maru wo, Maru no, I don't know how to say podcast. Um, <laughs> podcast, yeah. oh, we'll,
0: we'll just call it podcast. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Shikaku no Maru ni uh, podcast. <laughs> nice.
0: Lovely. We're gonna send that in as an email and I'll make that every part of my Twitter bio. All right, sweet. <laughs> lovely. Uh, All right, then, uh,
1: thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, good luck on the weekend. Let's get another win. Let's keep those clean sheets happening and keep climbing up the ladder.
2: All right, I'll try my best. Thanks, boys. No Thanks,
0: nice. mate. Man. Appreciate
1: thanks, it. Thanks, Eastman. See you later. See you See later. You so that was uh, Connor O'Toole joining us on the show this week. Um, just that was that was that was a really good interview, I'd say, in my opinion. Cool.
0: Cool. Journalistic-wise or media-wise, we've got zero capability. Nah. But having a chat-wise, I thought that was really good. And um, I didn't fangirl as much as Jamie did with Nick Montgomery, so that was good <laughs> for me. But um, I got got the questions I wanted down to the way, and that was um, that was fun. Connor's a great bloke, and um, yeah. really looking forward to Connor at all part two down the line, when he's yeah. done everything I explained in the interview—one us, a, two Asian Cups, and a World Cup—and you know. It's um to, uh, Tom Hardy, I think you mentioned Tom Hardy he did say. Tom, Tom that.
1: Hardy, yeah, I'm Bradley Cooper and you're yeah. Jack Black. Yeah. Tom Hardy to play him in that movie about him. So that was uh that was really cool to get into. That's gonna be our thing moving forward. That's gonna be the last in inter- that question we ask in an interview. But yeah, he was awesome. That was chill Hopefully I mean, we know the result, they didn't get the win this weekend, but hopefully he gets that boost now and it's onwards and
0: upwards for the Jets. Yes, absolutely, and we can't wait to see him score his first daily goal and thank us personally he knows who we are do the celebration the circle and rectangle but um no that was fun that was really good um thanks a lot to nathan ryan from newcastle jets we yeah. uh reached out to the club and we did have a list he got back to us and said who would you like we gave him a list of players almost got someone else couldn't work out a real good schedule but he goes let me see who we got and he did get us connor at all so once again yeah. thanks thank you nathan for going out of your way to help out two blokes with a mediocre podcast Yep, but um, that's that's it for me, I think,
1: and that's it for me. Mad respect to the Jets organization. <clears throat> A lot going on, you know, behind the scenes for them this year. But for Nathan to do what he did for us, massive respect. Um, but yeah, great show this week. Great week of football action, and uh, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Oh my, Womo well, well, Shinderu.
0: Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of The Circle in Rectangle Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to hit us up on our socials, they are The Circle in Rectangle Show on both Facebook and Instagram. Drop us an email, show at gmail.com, or hit us up on our Twitter at cnrshow. See you all next week.